Dateline November 8th, sometime in the evening, and Butch Jones still has a job. Welcome to Houndstooth Heroes Clown Shoes Week. Here comes the hot stepper. As always, we're proud to be sponsored by the good people at Wild Bill's Wing Sauce and Druid City Brewing. Joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Ellis Metz and Metsy. Because I've got to ask, what are you drinking? Because I've been boozing pretty much nonstop since last Saturday with brief interludes for work. Oh, fam, I know the feeling too well. Uh, I got to say, tonight, I've, I've worked up a special concoction of uh, a nice Merlot mixed with some emergency sprinkled in on top. There's a stomach virus running rampant through the daycare here. Tate's takes have turned into squeals, and your boy's trying to stay out the game. How about yourself? Like I said, dude, I've been awash in booze since the MASH unit game. Currently... Uh, uh, Eagle something bourbon. I forget because I'm half drunk. But that is subject to change based on Colin Sexton's eligibility. Whoa, now I just popped a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Let's get into the disaster before we chat about the LSU game, which went about as expected. Yes, the disaster that has befallen us, uh, of course, is the loss of one SDH, our boy Sean Dion Hamilton, whose parents are lovely people, and if we hear anyone else say otherwise, we will find you. And also, uh, linebacker Mac Wilson, both appear to be gone for the year. Uh, SDH with a fractured patella is definitely out for the year. And uh, Mac broke his foot. The guy is uh, in unhuman, inhuman and is uh, jump roping and training already this week, but he's expected to miss six to eight weeks, which at this point uh, makes a playoff game. Playoffs? Playoffs! Playoffs! Sorry, that word didn't mean to come out. Uh, even look questionable. Anyway, uh, so if you're an Alabama linebacker, please wrap yourself in bubble wrap. Uh, this is the sixth linebacker that we've lost for the year, for those of you counting at home. Uh, and SDH is particularly painful, not only because uh, this is the second year in a row we've lost him to injury, uh, but Coach Saban said he is potentially the smartest linebacker he has had during his stint in Alabama. So, Gregory, I've got to say, I'm not sure we can recover. That's a good point. And, by the way, heroes, I am setting up a GoFundMe, not so much for money, but for patellas. So if you have a spare one that you can lend out, I'm sure Sean Dion Hamilton would love to uh, to uh, make use of your spare patella. Because let's face it, you don't really use yours anyway. You're on the couch. Uh, but before we get into uh, whether we can recover or not, I addressed a little bit about Colin Sexton's eligibility with regard to Bama Hoops. Uh, and here's the background. Uh, he had FBI troubles. Uh, that's what in basketball tends to do. And, and uh, yeah, let, let's just recite the hero's uh, motto here, which is, who among us? Right, who you know. Us? Who among us doesn't have FB, FBI troubles? But skinny, the skinny on that is somehow a UA assistant hoops coach found himself embroiled in a relationship, as you're prone to do, where he was to steer players to a particular Atlanta financial advisor for cash money. Uh, I don't still understand how a third party's, some call it shady, deal would affect a player's eligibility. 
But nevertheless, the NCAA still had not cleared Colin until today. So here we are. Um, he is has been uh, cleared with all of a one-game slap on the wrist suspension. But he will miss Memphis. We'll be back for um, – who's that team in your town? Belmont? Is that Belmont? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's Belmont, I think, right after Memphis. Uh, so we will miss Memphis. We'll be back for Belmont. Meanwhile – Braxton Key tore his meniscus and has to have mm-hmm. surgery. Those surgeries generally leave somebody out for four to six weeks. So, as usual, it would not be Alabama basketball without disaster striking preseason. Uh, but back to the Hamilton and Wilson uh, fracas, what is your take? Man, my take is not good. Uh, if our pets' heads were falling off earlier, I think our pets' heads have rolled around the hole around the bowl and down the hole at this point uh i think this is devastating the the good news i guess uh, is that whatever happened with minka the falconer our boy ah uh he seems to be okay he missed one practice it was maybe maybe not a concussion it was maybe a hamstring maybe not a hamstring uh but but our sources in t-town say that he is back at work and going at it hard uh, but again, without SDH, without Mac Wilson, uh, without the pass rushers that we lost at the beginning of the season, also a banged up Deshaun Hand, uh, the huge advantage that we have enjoyed on defense, I think, is pretty much moot at this point. Uh, I'm not going to say we're not a good defensive team anymore. I won't sit here and you know cry that we have no talent on that side of the ball because that's ridiculous. Uh, but I don't think uh, we're going to be as overwhelming, perhaps, as we have been going forward. That's a good point. And Mika Fitzpatrick having a concussion would be probably the funniest thing in the world because basically he got hit in the head with that dude's ball sack. He so did. what? I mean, what? What are your what? What is your sack made of, dude? That you managed to give a give a dude a concussion? Trying to come up with a a D's joke. Right. I know. Yeah. I know. Anyway, uh, but I'm going to totally agree with you with regard to. Uh, the severity of the injuries, the impact they're going to make. Uh, I'll go so far as to say that their losses will keep us out of the playoffs. Um, our toughest three games are coming up. Mississippi State, Auburn, Georgia. Uh, and with what we played early in the year, we cannot afford to drop any of them. And sadly, I think this puts us in a position where we will. Um, you know, like Usually we're in a position at this point in the, in the, in the season where um, – you know, we played a very strong schedule, and that you know, a twelve and a, you know, eleven and zero team drops the game to eleven and one, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this schedule, uh, you know, it, it 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 looked good on paper, but everybody went shit. So uh, at this point, we cannot afford to drop any of these three games, especially when you have what is sitting in the wings. We will, you know, if we've got one loss. We're not going to compare well to Clemson. We're not going to compare well to Oklahoma. We're not going to compare well to Notre Dame. Uh, if Wisconsin somehow wins out, um, and it's looking more and more like they will, um, I we're not going to compare well to Penn State. So of all the one-loss teams, we've got the worst schedule. Uh, name aside, and I know they bite on name a lot, but everybody, all these other teams I just named, they have a name too. So um, we can't afford to drop any of these games. And unfortunately, three in a row, I have a uh, sneaking suspicion that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of times I think in this conversation, 
it's sort of based on hypotheticals and wow, I just don't know how the team can keep up with it. But I don't think you have to look farther uh, than last year and what the loss to Eddie Jackson ultimately meant for us. I mean, he yeah. uh, was just such a, a centerpiece. And even if we had lost him at safety, there was no replacing him at punt returner. Lord knows we need a punt returner this year. That's a separate conversation. But yeah, I think I think you could point to that injury. And of course, the, the Bo Scarborough is probably what kept us away from uh, another natty. And uh, I think these injuries will probably prove that again. Uh, quickly, before we move on, Greg, I wanted to ask, hey, did you just steal those? Did I steal something? Steal these nuts like that guy on LSU. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, boy, sorry. I'm sorry. Let's move on, please, to, uh, to a segment that doesn't involve scrotals or patellas. Uh, it's what the <laughs> listener... Fred. Hey, Fred. Thank you. Uh, came came for. We debuted it last week. Let's let's get back to it. Who showed out? I'm gonna tell you who showed out. Ellis nuts. J.K. Scott. Mm. J.K. Scott absolutely showed out. He'd had a disappointing year, averaging really near the bottom of the conference in yards per kick. But dare I say it, he was the difference maker in the 24 to 10 win over LSU. J.K. averaged 51 yards per kick and only one return, and that return was for all of two yards. So not only can he witness to Bo Hicks in the Nothing But Noodles, he can also show out on the football field. What about you, Ellis Metz? Who showed out? I'm going to need to know the Nothing But Noodles story. The guy who showed out for me was one Irv Smith Jr., uh, New Orleans native tight end uh he has you know made some appearances and caught a touchdown earlier in the season but he was our opening touchdown on a beautiful play call uh by Dable where Jalen rolled right Irv cut across the field was right there for him uncovered gorgeous play my boy Irv showing out Irv Irv, Irv. showed I, I kind of just wanted to say right. that yeah I know you did that's some solid showing out uh but uh as always I've got to be a negative Nelly uh, and there are some, there were some notable concerns in that game. Number one, the running game was a disaster. LSU has a good front seven, but it's not the best one we're going to see. <coughs> and nobody could really get anything going. Oddly, Damian Harris was not the top rusher, although he has been all year. He got only nine carries for about 30 yards. Bo Scarborough got the ball for 11 times. We're almost 40 yards. And once again, something you don't want to see, your quarterback, Jalen Hurts, was the top rusher, but he only had 44 yards. Ugh, yeah. Uh, it, it's a familiar refrain. Hashtag run the damn ball. Mm-hmm. Hashtag RTDB. Hashtag RMFT. Right. Okay, sorry. Uh, and let it be known that your heroes began that, began that in the Texas A&M game with Johnny Menzel. And we don't let anybody tell you different. Yeah, my sunglasses somewhere can, exactly. uh, can vouch for that. And much Lost. like my missing sunglasses, uh, yeah, Damian Harris became uh, milk box material there. Just totally, totally lost. I don't know what the plan was there. And frankly, the whole game plan uh, just seemed odd. There were situations when the damn ball obviously should have been run, and yet right. it was not. And then in not the past, run. Not run. It, the damn ball was not even considered for running uh in the passing game 
Calvin Ridley was our top receiver again, of course, uh, but he only had three catches. I will say there were some brutal drops, uh, uh, in particular one. Oh, I'm blanking on the artist rendering we posted. Anyway, the artist. Okay. Yeah, there were brutal drops, uh, and and so that impacted these stats a little bit. But yeah, uh, top receiver three. It was just it was hard to watch. Yeah. Um, do you doubt? So you doubt the game? Definitely, definitely doubted the game plan. Okay. All right. But what about donkeys? Do you doubt donkeys? Gregory, if there is anything, well, two things. If there are two things that I've never doubted, number one, Eddie Jackson. Right. We love you. Never doubted you. Number two, a donkey. Your boy has never doubted a donkey. All right. So what about it? The donkey of the decade of the week. Of the week of the week. Okay. The donkey of the decade of the week this week. Uh, I thought long and hard about, which you know is not true. But um, I think it partially me again. This is not a good spot. It's not a place I want to be. But You're watching, if if you'll recall, listener, uh, last Brent. week I went on a rant of sorts. It was a stingray-worthy rant, uh, mm-hmm. calling our offense under Jalen Hurts stale, and I said right. that he was not the person to to lead this team of athletes. Uh, and and there in the first quarter, I was proved so wrong, could not have been any more wrong. Our offense was clicking. Everybody looked great. Jalen was making smart reads, running the damn ball in an incredible fashion. And there I was on my couch thinking, oh, this is what it feels like to be a donkey of the decade of the week. Uh, but But then as the game went on, you know, it seemed very stale at times. And maybe that's Dable's fault. I don't know whose fault it is. But I felt, I felt at least halfway redeemed. And so I'm going to give myself like a half donkey kind of scimitar thing going for the Okay, week. that's not fair. You cannot be half a donkey without assigning the rest of the donkey. The scimitar of the decade of the week doesn't... No, 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 we're donkey. Who is the ass end of the donkey? The ass end of the ass, as it were. Well, see, I was picturing myself as the as the ass's ass. You're the ass's ass. Then I thought the I was the, the lower half. Who's the head ass? Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So we have differing viewpoints here on right. on what I would have called a donkey decision by former Alabama <laughs> offensive coordinator and heartthrob Tuscaloosa heartthrob Lane Kiffin uh, on. On the punter running out of bounds with eight seconds left in the game for a safety uh, that blew the cover. Not only blew the cover, but also blew the over-under. Shout out to listener okay. Krob, who had that. It's my <sighs> dude there. I know. That is, that is a beat, man. We've never... Well, no, he had the over and got it. Have you ever had anything that good happen to you in life? Oh, God, no. Never oh, you know every good. Okay, you literally know everything that's happened to me in my life. You know that answer. No, I, nothing I has want, ever that good happened to me. I want one last-second Thursday night safety in a meaningless right. college football game. Anyway, uh, right. so so tell me your take on whether Lane okay. deserves to be my donkey. All right, here's – okay, I get and, – and Lane sort of joked about it on Twitter, and people were talking about calling the FBI and a bunch of crazy shit. But, no, and here's why. Lane did not blow that game. 
Uh, I did not do that on, well, he did it on purpose, but it was not spread related. They were on, let's say, the 20, 25-yard line of their own 20, 25-yard line. If you punt that ball with about 10 seconds to go and it's blocked, you lose that game. So the smart thing to do is take this, run that ball into the end zone and take the safety and it runs the clock out. Lane is a damn genius. <laughs> um, he did the exact right thing in that scenario. So I reject your label of Lane Kiffin as the donkey. Okay, I'm going to award the upper half of my donkey to Lane Kiffin's Twitter account then, because that's deserving. And I just want to say, when you yelled that about Lane, you sounded just like a vol from like 08 or whenever. Okay, that's the end of this podcast. Bye. Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) We know who the real donkey is. Okay, always the vol lurking. Uh, No matter who we name the vol, even when it's Mets, it's still the vol. Uh, but nevertheless, that was a scintillating uh, uh, labeling of the of the donkey. Uh, but here's the thing. We're moving on to next week, and you know, dude, you know this is my hate week, and I am anxious to get to it. Um, first, some people call it the battle for Highway, Highway 82. And as friend of the show, Liz Louder, pointed out, if they want 82, they can have it. But seriously, I hate Tennessee with a glorious passion. And I've had a righteous disdain for Auburn. But these people, as people, it's not the team. I loathe the people, the Moo people. There is nothing redeeming about them. Let me count the ways. Their only Southeastern Conference title was 1941, when all the decent people were at war. The six to three stickers from 1980, I've seen over one million of them in my time on Earth. And the Jackson Stadium barely sat 50,000. They win one game, and they act like they're the damn Pittsburgh Steelers. Stingray, that guy, they have Stingray. Our nemesis was on the Tosh show. Clown shoes. Their coach wears clown (laughs) shoes. Their welfare cheeses. You know what? The welfare cheese coming out of Starkville these days is nice. I'll give you that. and, And very apropos. A very apropos, well put. I'm also going to give you a minute to catch your breath and uh, tell listener Fred here a thing he may not know about the Moo people. Uh, they are the bulldogs, but their dog, if you're paying attention, doesn't seem to die nearly as much as Ugga. Uh, they are they are seven and two this year. They've been all over the place. They got blown out by one Georgia, by one Aubryn. And they beat LSU uh, very handily. So, you know, your Tide has won nine straight over the Bulldogs, checking in as a 14-and-a-half-point fave over the 16th-ranked Dogs. And, Gregory, I've got a little inside scoop here I want to drop on you. Speak to me. Uh, I don't know if, if we have any listener listener hey. based in Tuscaloosa. Uh, there's a new pizza joint called Heat pizza bar down there run by very good people listener elliot Sauls. we have a bunch of great elliots involved with the program here uh and i have it on good information so the players love to hit up heat in the off season not a lot of pizza during the season but a few years or a few weeks this season they have hit up heat pizza bar for their uh let's call it a wednesday night team dinner they are undefeated in those weeks, and they did Roll it again heat. this week. Roll heat. Roll All right. Heat. Um, well, you're right. I did need a moment, and I do appreciate it. I have fanned myself. I took off my pants. Everything is good. 
but if I could chime in a little bit um, about Mississippi State, who I hate, but there is no doubt that Nick Fitzgerald is one of the better quarterbacks and in, in the league. Oh, and he's also white, which I recently discovered. White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a white guy. Okay. Uh, the problem is that Dan Mullen's offense depends on four or five effective wide receivers. Uh, and, well, they just don't have them. Uh, their leading receiver, Keith Mixon, went down in the UMass game, which, by the way, they were tied at 20 in the end of the third quarter. The but struggle was, win. I know, right? Uh, Donald Gray and Keith Miles were already out. So, basically, they're shifting in tight ends and sticking in backups, which um, for even against this banged-up offense that we – I mean, banged-up defense – that we're bringing to Stark Vegas, it does not bode well, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And on defense, uh, you know, it seems to be okay against bad teams, but against good teams, uh, they tend to get blown out. And so I think this will be telling for your tide. Uh, of course, everybody knows the threat that Georgia brings with Nick Chubb and, and eighth-year seniors uh, Sony Mitchell. And mm-hmm. Auburn, of course, I has believe won- that's Michel. I believe he's on the French. <laughs> Sony Michel. Sony Michel. Well, he and yes. uh, Guiche have something oh, in common see. there. Sony Michel, I believe, is some sort of a Japanese-French hybrid. Is he? Yeah. Well, you know, Sony and Michel. So I he see. probably like he probably wears a beret when he's watching anime. Porn. He does not talk about World War II often in his household. Uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, I know it'll be, I think it'll be interesting, uh, to see how Alabama's running backs compare. I know that Alabama is everybody's Super Bowl, so the move D is going to come in fired up. Uh, but if the tide can't run like we couldn't against LSU, uh, I also think that speaks trouble down the stretch. I second everything you said, but let's not belabor the picks, shall we? Some of our heroes are without homes after last week and are anxious to pay their bill at the Super 8 Motel. But look, did I tell you to take Ole Miss? Did I? I sure as hell did. Sure. But let the hates begin, including our hate of the week. Of the week, of the week, of the week. Yes, and we will kick it off down in Gainesville where Randy Shannon is doing his best Kevin Bacon all as well impersonation uh, the do- or the the Gators are seven and a half point dogs against Muschamp's homecoming Cox. Who you hate, Gregory? Homecoming Cox. Making I'm gonna I'm casting that immediately. Um. All right. Okay. Here's the deal. I was wrong about Florida. Last I was week. hoping you would say it. I got to be honest. I was dead wrong. Call me the donkey of the decade of the week of the hates if you need to, but I was dead wrong. I said if that Florida could beat Missouri, even if that shark that Coach Max Sexton was coaching them, I could not have been more wrong. They got run out of the building uh, by the tune of like 42 to 10 or some crazy shit like that. But um, I thought they could beat them. I was wrong, but whoa, Nelly, they a mess. Uh, so based on that, uh, Boom is a quiet um, five and three, six and two. I don't really track Carolina that well, but um, they've been winning some games. Uh, granted, it's against the SEC East, but Florida is the trash of the SEC East, so they're going to win this one too. 
I am a gator hater. What about yourself? Yeah, I, I've got to go ahead and call it. First game, hate of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, I just think Florida's season is done. Uh, poor Randy Shannon looks like a deer in headlights. Wish they would hire that guy. Would be hilarious. Right? Instead, I still think they're going to get Scott Frost, which is going to be the worst. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think there's just nothing doing in Gainesville anymore. Hating the Gator. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> turning our attention to your Tennessee Vols, where Missouri, once again, is an 11-point favorite at home to Tennessee. And if we had a laugh track, I'd play it here. Who you hating, pal? <laughs> I actually heard that the uh, stadium PA is just planning to play the Benny Hill theme during the entire game. Non-stop. Non-stop. Not even stopping for plays. Just no, no, yeah, right. Odd loop. Uh, boy, I've gone back and forth on this. I think, I think Tennessee's downfall is coming, or I should say Butch's is coming. What will be hilarious is if they somehow pull off a miraculous win. The team carries Butch out on their shoulders. They go <laughs> to, like, the Tax Slayer Bowl or whatever trash they can. <laughs> And, and keep Butch around because I think their AD is trying for that outcome. Uh, God love him. God love that man. But uh, I don't see it happening. I think, I think this is Butch's final game. RIP. Everybody tune in. Take your hats off. Hate Naval. As you've pointed out, the year is 2042. Tennessee plays Bahamas Tech. And this is a must win for Butch Jones. But yeah, uh, this is what would be almost sad if it weren't so funny. Um, I, I don't want to say Missouri is surging. I don't think Missouri is capable of surging. But if they can blow out Florida, they can blow out Tennessee. This is my hate of the week. Hate of the week, of the week, of the week. My only regret there is that that's the 630 kick. I would love to have that done. Uh, by one or so and just cackle the rest of the day. It should be the 6.30 a.m. kick. Yes, that's what we need. Right. Breakfast with Butch. Right, breakfast with Butch. Uh, But, yeah, 6.30, I am already going to be, you know, balls deep into the Alabama game by then. I will not have time. I'll be serious about football. Uh, I will not have time to laugh at a ball at that point in time. But, good Lord, I do miss laughing at a ball. So, so much. All right, moving right along to the South's quote-unquote oldest rivalry, the Georgia D-Wags, with the mascot who dies a lot, if you're paying attention, uh, mm-hmm. travel to the non-planed plains where the dogs are two-and-a-half-point faves. Talk to me about your hates, Gregory. I got gotcha. you. Uh, this line is flipped. Uh, Barn was a two-and-a-half-point favorite uh, earlier in the year, uh, and nothing has really changed like to the personnel or anything. Uh, to make it flip, other than uh, Auburn's playing well, but they've been playing pretty well all year, um, and Georgia is still playing well. So I'm assuming that it's the money that moved it, but that's a lot of money to move a line five points. So I am sticking with the original line that had the barn as the better team. Woe is me, hate the dog. Oh, that is hard to hear you say. And I would argue that both teams' quarterback situations have probably changed since then, whereas Jarrett Stidham's tail has ultimately prevented the Heisman run that the Auburn quarterback was going to win before the season uh, for the past, I think, eight years. 
It would be the eighth year in a row, preseason Auburn quarterback winning the Heisman. Uh, and, and Georgia's quarterback situation has somehow gotten better now that they have like eight guys who are capable of doing what they do, which is seven passes a game. Uh, right. I think, I just think Georgia is the real deal. Uh, I think Auburn is like halfway the real deal. But through 60 minutes, I'm going to take Kirby Smart all day. And uh, and hate the barn here. I think I think dogs cover pretty heartily. All right, fair enough. And here we are. I am seething with hate, and it's only Thursday, kids. Your tide rolls in to start Vegas as a fourteen and a half point favorite to these deplorable humans. I'm taking off my hate hat real quick, putting on my rational hat. Mm. Without injuries, the tide wins thirty-four to three. But that's not the case here. Uh, for what it's worth, their damn cowbells do provide a home field advantage, particularly against us for some reason. After LSU, we're always beaten up, and this game is closer than it should be. Um, final score in this game, I don't think we cover. I'm going to hate us. I still think we win. Final score, 26-13, your Crimson Tide. What about you, Mexico? Who are you hating? 26-13. I don't love that. Uh, and as much as I would like to yet again pick the tide to hang a Francione here. Uh, I just No friends this year. Yeah, maybe maybe it's not the year, not the year. Uh, but also I don't think it's the week. I have some pretty heavy concerns, I got to say. I think our uh, sort of inexperienced defensive unit and I say that there aren't a bunch of inexperienced individuals per se, but uh, together in these positions will be new for a number of them. I think I think they're going to have a hard time among the cowbells, sort of getting on the same page. I definitely see some busted coverages in our future uh, going off what we saw against LSU. And, you know, I got to say, this has to be the first time uh, a Mississippi State grad has been on national TV for anything, really. And right. I, th I think these rednecks are going to be really, really rallied up for the uh, Stingray Tosh.0 appearance. I didn't catch that. Did you... Uh, no, of course yeah, not. No, I'm, I, I hate Tosh that. and I hate Stingray. There's no way in hell I'm watching them together. Right, no. Uh, but I, I think surely having their uh, their Lord and Savior appear on television next to a known Saban hater in Daniel Tosh uh, has got the crowd into it. I think I think Jalen is probably half and half like we saw again last time. Some really, really bright spots that we can preach on uh some dark spots and dable probably reflects that as well i hope his game plan makes a little more sense i'm not all that confident i think we do enough just like just enough to get it done and when i say just enough i mean i think we may win this uh on a special teams late play i'm gonna say you're tied 24 to 21 all right fair Ooh. enough uh-huh. All right. You've been listening to Houndstooth Heroes, brought to you by Wild Bill's Wing Sauce and the good folks at Druid City Brewing Company, fresh off two championships at the Alabama Beer Competition. So stop by. Check out the brews and the wings this weekend. Uh, remember, you can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter at H2Heroes or on Facebook with all the whiny moms. Take us home, Metsy. All right. Y'all be good. Roll Tide.